0: Hey, this is David Reed Watson. And Kat Krita. And we're right here on Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk. Join us every week for some great music. And some inspiring conversations. Yes, we look forward to entertaining you. Find us on Facebook at Rock the Talk Radio. Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk, Dave and... Cat. Yes, uh, you just heard from uh, David Crosby and Graham Nash from the KBCO Live Sessions. KBCO is in Colorado, is in Bolden, Colorado. That was, that was my favorite station when I lived there. Um, I still listen to a lot of great music from there. But now, that doesn't matter because you're listening to great music
1: here. That's true, that's okay. true.
0: Right. So, what do we have going on today?
1: What do we have?
0: Well, we've got Storm, a um, young girl from South Africa. Yes. She's going to be on the show talking to us a little bit.
1: About her music and her cause.
0: Yes, quite a cause. I mean, for someone so young to be such a an advocate for rhinoceros.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty and big. And, you know, we're like, you might say, why rhinoceros? But why not? I mean, all animals matter. And, right. you know... Us here, maybe in North America, we don't recognize, you know, where that particular animal fits into the big scheme. But, you know, you know mm-hmm. where she's from in Australia, I believe it is. No, no. In New South Zealand? Africa. South Africa. South Africa. South yeah. Africa. Um, you know, those animals are free roaming and important to the ecosystem and, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Well, I think that, you know, the biggest problem they have in South Africa are poachers. Yeah. And it's usually rich Americans that go over there.
1: Well, it could be Europeans, too. It could, it's, just, yeah. it's just people coming over there. Rich
0: people. It's rich people that are bored, want to kill something to hang on their wall.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Can't definitely. do it. Can't do it. So we're, um, it's a, a great day today. We actually have your daughter here in the studios with us, which is kind of funny because she's looking at us like don't even mention my name
1: you put her on air <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah she's uh any anywho so we've got we've got some great music coming up that we're going to play for you and
2: yeah
1: I like oh. is the I think I like the start of our show with that song you know um, patriotic type song
0: yeah right now it's uh well you know both of us Have served. You served as a police officer, Mm -hmm. and I served in the Marines. And so we have. uh there's a, a a pride that we have for our country, um, even though yeah. you know it's uh, she's a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. We're we have she's our not differences. Country at all? What
1: are you talking about?
0: <laughs> she's a little bit metal. I'm a little bit rock and roll, or, the, or other way, <laughs> something
1: around. like that. Yeah.
0: Um, we both still have our differences, you know. I'm I I think now I think I'm I'm pretty borderless, you know. Um, but besides that, there's still a pride there, and there's still a. a you know, there's a fear of of losing what we have here right now.
1: Well, uh, I think um, it is um, absolutely a slap in the face to people who have died for our country and have served to sit by and watch it go away without putting up a fight. And this
0: has happened throughout history. Numerous times You know it happened to Rome In our lifetime We saw it happen To the Soviet Union It kind of fell overnight You know Now it's just Russia Again um, Who would have thunk You know I mean it was such a Super you Well know, it still is a superpower uh, For the most part But it was Never thought the Soviet Union Would go down like that And it pretty much overnight And that's usually You know Where they say The 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 bigger you are, the harder you fall.
1: True, true.
0: You know, Um, metaphysically, this might be just United States time. We don't know. I mean, we all go through growing pains. We all go through uh, life lessons ourselves on a personal level. You know, countries do the same thing, and um, it's 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 a very unique time. Definitely, I, I know a lot of us are. Watching it very carefully. What could happen? Our, our complete lifestyle could change. Um, again, on the metaphysical level, me, I'm, I'm, or as Russell Brand had said, I had heard him say, he, he goes, I don't want it to go back to the way it was. I don't think any of us truly do. You know? No, do, no. Do we want banks controlling everything? You know, and remember when the housing crisis happened? And um, the government decided that um, to bail out the banks after they just screwed everybody. We know that that stuff can't happen anymore, and I think we're wiser to it. I'm hoping, hoping so. I hope the younger generation looks at history and sees what has happened in the past, and and we don't repeat those.
1: Well, and, I think it's complacency that got us to this point where banks yeah. are on the verge of being the governing entity. And I think that it's not happened yet, but I think it's important if you don't want that, now's the time to speak up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um... Because being
1: complacency, being complacent right now is going to just get us what's coming to us for being complacent.
0: Yeah. And everybody do their part in whatever way they feel Mm -hmm. that they need to.
1: Whatever it is, whatever. It's not a party thing. It's about. It's about our country. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I think our country, me personally, I think our country has been hijacked for many, many, many years. Um, We have a here in the United States for you people that are. Overseas, I'm pretty sure you pretty much know our politics, anyways. Everyone seems to know American politics. We just don't know everybody else's politics. That's all.
1: I think other countries have been hijacked by the same, possibly, by the same yeah. complacency and the same type of people with the ideology.
0: I remember going over to Europe when I was a kid. When I was, you know, I was 18, 19 years old, and I remember going to each different country. And I remember coming home um, with a bunch of different money. You know, it, it was very novel n- novelty, you know, in, mm-hmm. the, in the early 80s for me to come back and show my mom and be like, hey, yeah, check this out. This is this is lira. This is, you know, and this is all this different kind of, you know, Deutschmarks and stuff like that. We had all this different currency. And then, you know, in, in my touring time, going over to Europe, In my later years uh, to it just being the euro, you know, and, you know, uh, the whole Brexit thing with with Great Britain, you know, they want to break away from. They don't want to be part of the European Union. Yeah, they don't want to be part of that. Um, I completely understand that now. I don't think I understood it in the beginning um, because it would. You know it would be okay. We have to be self sufficient, we have to be self reliant on only ourselves. You know, and I think a lot of people were worried that, um, you're gonna have to, you know, pay to import things from Europe when before it was just like it was normal, you know, it was like they didn't pay an import tax or whatever. <clears throat> so, that aspect of it is it can be a, a little bit of a pain in the ass, but for the most part. And, but my main point is what I've noticed, the difference between all these separate countries and now it being a European union, they're all trying to live under the same rules of one, you know, one philosophy. And that doesn't work because every country is, has its own identity. Every Mm -hmm. country has its own, you know, That I think that's why the American experiment worked so well because, you know, um, you know we're the United States we're not the United State you know I think now though I take you know I, I want to reiterate I want to actually say now I think it's become the United State we or, you know but um, my whole childhood growing up and yours as well it was. it's the United States it's every it was interesting to go to Georgia and you know go to a Waffle House and eat really greasy crappy food and or to go out to California and you know see the redwoods or you know or or go to Colorado and see the Rocky Mountains and every different state had its own ideology its own feeling
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. as
0: we've as we've watched as we're growing up you know you've got a you've got a McDonald's you've got a Burger King you've got a Costco you've got a Walmart and you've got all these big box stores in every state, in every town, there's no identity to any of these. I remember my first time going to Ohio, um, after the service, uh, my first time we were touring and we, we played in Ohio a few times and it was just nothing but strip malls. I go, where, where's the identity to Ohio? And I, I and nothing against you people in Ohio. This is just an observation. Um, you know they—they've got a, Some of these sa- towns have a huge meth problem. Um, what we've noticed with the Native Americans is that when we put them on reservations and took away their identity, alcoholism went way up, drug abuse went way up, obesity went way up. Because it, it kind of like, who am I? What's my identity? You know, they kind of lost their identity, and I think. You know, this is my personal opinion. I I definitely want to hear what you have to say about this. Um, I think we're losing our identity as individuals here in the United States, um, where we've we've given up absolute control to a government that really doesn't give two shits about us. You know, they care about themselves. You know, and I've long said that. You know, we, you know, we, there's a, certain things we have to abolish in the government, which possibly not might never happen because they vote for themselves, you know, like term limits. That's that's huge. You know, now you become a senator or, you know, a congressman or whatever. You're in office for your life.
1: Well, at least you're taken care of for life. You've yeah. got, you know, you're there a few years and you've got a. Uh lucrative pension for life but um i definitely agree that um you know the loss of identity um it starts with it starts with giving away your your freedoms and your liberties
2: yeah yeah
1: slowly it's a slow drip it's not something that just you know boom you know because you'd notice that but it's over time mm-hmm. we've just slowly migrated. And then, you know, shame on us.
0: Yeah. And you're right. That's exactly that. Shame on us. You know, uh, was it Thomas Jefferson had said, you know, every once in a while you have to you have to start a revolution to really shake up governments because you can't be complacent. You have to, you know, uh, I think more and more Americans need to Really dig into our constitution and realize who we are. Remember, it starts with "we the people," yeah. not them, us, the government, and our minions below us. That's that's not it. It's "we the people," and, and we've we've lost this. I could go into a, a rant about this, but I, I I'm a firm believer that it all started. You know, years ago, when you start, people get really busy, you know. I mean, we we were talking to your daughter about how, I wouldn't say life was, I don't want to say life was easier. Uh, it was definitely different. But when you had a whole family living in a house. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole family took care of each other.
1: Yeah. Multi-generational living. Yeah. was was was, um, was the model for, you know. Hundreds of years mm-hmm. that's the way people lived.
0: and then you start getting you know uh, uh, in a time when probably the you know the 50s um, kids started going out they get married and they go out and start their own families and live on their own and start you know and we started noticing to now, you know that that area in between then and now, um we have made ourselves so thin we uh we can't make ends meet you know most we have we have single parents now mm-hmm. you know it used to be a time when you know the masculine and the feminine are definitely different mm-hmm. and it wasn't um i mean you could probably speak on this more than i can but a woman's identity was not to be as that kind of strength of a man, you know, like it was it was a different kind of strength Mm there. You you know, women are nurturers.
1: Yeah. And it was needed. And and when you've got someone who's you know, by nature, mm-hmm. their strength is to nurture, but they're gone for 12 hours a day because they have to work. Right. Have you really what kind of, you know, have we really improved society? And I'm not I'm not knocking women who work. I, I worked. I work. You work. Work. Yeah. yeah. But um, but when we look at roles and we look at strengthening ourselves as individuals, as families, as communities and as country. Right. Well, what improvements have we made by keeping people from their strengths?
0: True, true. Uh, and it's, you know, the, uh, I mean, my mom was a pretty radical feminist growing up is because they, they. They lost their trust in men, you know, and, and I get it. I completely get it. I'm I lived it. I grew I grew up with it. So it was like, OK, I need to do all this myself. And that's, you know, divorce started happening. And divorce is like a regular thing. When my folks got divorced in 1970, it was unheard of.
1: Oh, I know. My parents thought about it a lot. But, you know, they go back and forth. And they just, for 40 years, they couldn't do it. Because it was just, it was still just kind of just taboo. Yeah. You know, Um, I don't, you know, I'm... It's hard to, it's hard to, you know, say that what we've done is wrong. I think we've all just like, just like in life, we all do what we need to do. Right. We do the best we can with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think
0: on a, on a deep emotional level, um, because we've cut ourselves. So we've made ourselves so thin uh, where we've become very lonely, um, and very independent, but still with that independence, we want a family and we want somebody to take care of us. You know, when, when we were, when we were a, a family of like the Waltons, we had mentioned the Waltons today at breakfast. When you had that, you had, you know, grandparents, the parents, all the kids, and then eventually the grandkids all living all under one house. You there was a governing system a collective of people that helped each other
1: mm, yeah definitely
0: and now I think somehow uh, deep within our psyche we're still looking for that nurturing so we rely on government who says that you know hey I, I know you guys are all working hard you're spreading yourself sin it's tough to live we will take care of you um, so we because we've spread ourselves so thin and because we feel alone
1: we've opened that door yeah to losing our our culture our community
0: yeah yeah i mean we we the united states i'm i'm speaking as as past tense and i don't mean to i because i i don't i don't long for the past by any means you know um I embrace my past. I embrace, you know, what I went through growing up and, and so on and so forth. I still think the idea of the United States can happen in a better light. I, I think so. But it definitely takes a shakeup. I mean, the last revolution we really had was a civil war, right? And that was, those were different ideologies that had, that just... You know, it got to such a head that everything exploded. And then, you know, then we had the suffragette movement in the 20s, you know, and then we had the world wars. It kind of distracted us from everything going on. But, uh, you know, I I don't want to go too off the subject.
1: 1776 was our last real revolution.
0: You're right. You're right.
1: The rest was big disagreements, huge disagreements within.
0: You're absolutely right.
1: Seventeen seventy six. That was our last real revolution where we were all on the same page and we're like, uh uh, no. Don't like this. This isn't gonna work for us collectively. No.
0: You're right. You're right. And yeah, we we said to the British
1: No, thank you. Yeah.
0: I don't want your taxes. Yep. We're on our own. Leave us alone kind of the same thing going on right now
1: in a sense yeah
0: you know they were saying leave us alone yeah let us take care of ourselves so how do we how do we do that
1: there's a lot of different uh, ideas out there and that's just that can be a good thing it's always a good thing when there's more ideas instead of just a couple to choose from just like Mm -hmm. our political parties which I think are going away Um, I don't think we're going to have traditional parties after the division of this fiasco of a year. Um,
0: Nor should we. I don't think we should ever be in a spot. lots of
1: ideas. I mean, that's what you always want, more ideas, because that's where brainstorming and good ideas come from, is from, you know, ideas. Mm. Multiple.
0: Got to shake the tree to make the fruit fall. That's right. You know, it's... um, Stay
1: away from the low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So to speak. <laughs> so many meanings. Oh so many God. meanings. And my
0: gutter brain just,
1: yeah. I, I, I won't go there.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, um, if
1: it's easy, it's not necessarily a good thing. So we're struggling yeah. as a nation here, and that is hard but it's not necessarily a bad thing
0: no I, I you know you're like me you embrace change I mean you know we don't embrace the fuck everything and run you know yeah we don't do that we know it's going to hurt um, but we're not into peeling that band-aid off slowly no we're very much in rip that fucker off yep make it hurt let's get to the root of this and you know mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's like to me the whole United States should take an ayahuasca journey together and <laughs> some kind of plant medicine um, mushrooms peyote ayahuasca aboda whatever it's going to be um, so we can really kind of you know we have to go back to What FDR said, you know, he's the the buck stops here. Mm -hmm. We have to do that to us individually. You know, back in the 40s, I was listening to a program, a podcast about about advertisement and how advertisement and it was more it was propaganda. um, But it was it was a positive, uplifting propaganda that included everybody. You know, um, it really brought the country together for World War II. You know, like your dad was saying. i I asked your dad. I go, what? You know, what do you remember of of St. Paul when you were a kid? He goes, oh yeah, my dad worked for um, a munitions plant. Plant. It's a Honeywell, I think he said. mm Hmm. And everybody during that time did something towards a war effort. And it really, such a tragic thing. You know, think of all the millions of lives. Um, you know, the Jews, the Russians, the Polish, all all these people, the Americans that died on the beach, the Australians that, that died so far away from home such tragedy brought such togetherness i think that's we all, we see that i think we embrace that as as a as humans the only time we really bond is in a tragedy i i remember a quote somebody said when um covid started they said Please don't let this be like nine eleven, where we all rallied together so we can do this, come together, and then eventually it just all faded,
1: well, I think and we all benefits, went back to, yeah,
0: all went back to our regular lives.
1: I think the benefits of COVID weren't a come together; it was uh, everybody in their individual selves looking at themselves and their lives. Hmm. In order to figure out how to be a better community member, when yeah. that time comes, when that time comes, and I radicals, think we, I think as it we is. I think we're at war right now. Oh, and yeah. we're not. It's not a boots on the ground war. Obviously, right? It's a. It's an information war. It's mm-hmm. a psych op war. It's a. It's a different kind of war, and we're going to have to come together. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, we, our way of life. Which we don't necessarily want to go, you know, back to the way it was. But do we want to part with all of the things that we've come to enjoy? Which is, you know, mm-hmm. things like free free speech and the ability to travel without um, being impeded, um, the ability to uh, vote and and have a say in our representation. Um, these are things that are in jeopardy and. I think that it's not a boots on the ground kind of thing, but now is our time.
0: Yeah, we're kind of we're being governed by people that are just that's their life is a politician. They're not they're not a life as a community member. You know, Um, what was it recently that you told me just happened with the with the Minnesota governor here?
1: oh yeah um it sounds like he was caught not social distancing or wearing a mask or something which uh, it was lumped in with other um hypocrites that are uh leading our states that are shutting down businesses and drastically affecting people's livelihoods Mm -hmm. but the rules of the shit storm doesn't apply to them. And yeah. this kind of hypocrisy. I mean, people have to wonder, like, what are we really doing? What are we doing? Why are we obeying this to our own detriment when the people who are telling us to do this right. aren't?
0: Right. The governor of California did the same thing. Yep. Newsom. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just lied. Uh, the, the, uh, another thing I heard was the mayor of Austin, Texas was doing a Skype or Zoom call um, while he was in Cabo, telling the people of Austin to social distance and hunker yeah. down. And he's at his daughter's wedding, yeah. <laughs> in Cabo. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, I mean, these should be people should be like waking on up and saying what. Wait a minute now. Mm. Something is not right.
0: And you know the good thing about that is that we're hearing about stuff like this. How are we hearing about stuff like this? Because individual people are taking matters into their own hands now. We're not relying on on the news media, and which I don't understand. You know, I I, I've got a beef right now because I at work, you know, I've long listened to NPR. I'm a I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of a lot of their shows. Mm-hmm. Even when I didn't live in Minnesota, I was I was listening to Prairie Home Companion on 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 NPR. You know, I, I it was good, wholesome stuff. You know, and uh, Terry Gross and Fresh Air and things like that, really good programs. But the news part of it, all I hear are COVID deaths. You know, it's fear, 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 fear. What I, regardless of what you think about about this virus, regardless of what you think about it, the amount of fear being pushed on people for it is uncalled for. Instead of saying there are this, there's this, give us solutions. Give us ideas, make it more of a community idea, you know, but all we are is, I mean, I was at Whole Foods yesterday, right? I went to go get, get some tea and I was looking for, you know, our, our friend Lance um, said, you know, Arnica tea is what he uses for his throat when he sings. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go see if I could find some. Whole Foods, they couldn't find it. so I went up to one of the clerks to ask her for help. And, you know, of course she had a mask on, so I couldn't understand what she was saying. It was just kind of. I go, so I leaned into her. I go, I'm sorry. What? And she backed away from me. It was like she was measuring six feet in her brain and every time i moved it was like we were dancing with like a 6 foot bubble in between us i was like and and me being being who i am i just kept on getting closer <laughs> i was i was poking the bear the whole time i was just cuz i was just like come on girl you know if you're that paranoid go home Don't. but
1: but there are people that are in this state and they're fearful and It's not because they want to be it's they've been spoon fed Mm -hmm. everything to create the situation and they have not either been exposed to looked for or or have the intuition to say something's not quite right. They just haven't had that moment where they're like, mm. you know, they're they've been fed the fear, and they're uh, they are where they are. They're just afraid. Um, something that you know kind of comes to my mind right now is um, I just ran across this, and it's just it's just food for thought, but. Um, it's okay to shut down the world for a virus that affects 1% of the population, but when 1% of the population is injured or killed from a vaccine, that's an okay and acceptable percentage.
0: We're going to see a lot of, I think the count now is, I, I, was, I was talking uh, via Instagram with my cousin Kaylee, who's down in, down in Austin, Texas. Um, I think the count now is one hundred, hundred thousand businesses have gone under. That's a hundred thousand businesses that won't come back. That's we're talking. Hundred
1: thousand families that don't have an income.
0: A hundred thousand families with employees, businesses with employees. How many employees? We don't know. It's a, it's a it could small be shop. Five. Or, it could be. Yeah, fifty. It could be fifty. I mean, our our friends. Um, you know, who own Wabasha, right? Yeah, Wabasha, Wabasha Brewing. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they, just the, I feel for them, you know, because here, here they are, they, I mean, he spent his, you know, good amount of time trying to put together this business and just to have people go there now. I mean, we had gone there in the summer when it was warm out. I can't imagine what it's like right now, you know, you, we were out sitting on benches outside and we yeah. had to, you know, uh, it's gotta be hard for a business to comply to all these changes. I know now though, and I've actually heard it through social media, some social media things. And, and let me make a note here. Social media is not bad. It can be used as a great tool. It only gets bad when you start believing all the bullshit that you hear. Um, But there are some businesses out there right now that are basically saying, you know what? Fuck you. I'm opening up my business. Um, And we have to embrace that. We have to embrace that ideology, whether you think it's a good thing or not, if you're afraid of... The virus and killing people, or you're not afraid of the virus and all that. You you have to embrace that ideology because one thing about us Americans is it's the whole principles of America is our individuality, our
1: free enterprise, and the ability to um, affect the trajectory of your own life.
0: Yes, yes, and for, you know for the people that are paranoid. Don't go to those businesses. You know that's that's it. You know keep your keep your distance away from people. And, you know I, I we hear a lot about the the two worlds. You know the the world splitting up, and I'm taking that now as um, a metaphoric meaning because we are watching two worlds right now. We're watching people that are comforted by that fear and people who just out and out. Nope. I'm not doing it anymore. You know, we're watching two different worlds go on right now.
1: Well, we, you know, I mean, you and I talk about this all the time, but you can create your own heaven and you can create your own hell right here where we are. Right. And we'll change that song. Hell is a place on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Where hell is for children. <laughs> hell is for. And we are children. We are all children yeah, here. We are. Learning and trying to navigate crazy times.
0: Like everything in the world, everything's changing. Um, let's play some music.
1: Let's do that. Yeah.
0: Rock the talk, aka Walk Your Talk with Dave Ann. Kat. And we will be back shortly and remember we've got our interview with Storm coming up in a little bit
3: Taste was not
2: so sweet, so I turned myself to face me. But I've never caught a glimpse of how the others must see the faker. I'm much too fast to take that test. The strange changes. Don't wanna be a richer man. Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes. face the strange changes. Just gonna have to be a different man. Time may change me, but I can't trace time. The ripples change their size But never
0: leave the stream Of woman and pertinence sand so the days
2: flow through my eyes But still the days seem the same And these children that you spit on As they try to change their worlds Are immune to your consultations, they're quite aware of what they're going through. ch changes things are strange. don't tell them to grow up and out of it. changes not tell them changes Change changes Well, it's your shame you have left us up to an accident. Time may change me, but you can't trace time. Strange fascination, fascinating me. Changes are taking the pace I'm going through. Change it changes Oh look out you rock and rollers change ch changes Turn and face the change. Ch-ch-changes Pretty soon now you're gonna get older Time may change me But I can't trust time Said time may change me But I can't trust time
0: going back to uh, 2012 with my band, The Constant. What was great about Frank, who's a singer, uh, I'm sorry, he's a songwriter, guitar player, and I did all the singing for that, is that every year around Christmas time, which I will be playing this Christmas, uh, every year I do play this this song. It's uh, another song that Frank wrote with The Constant called On Christmas Day. Anyway, we'd have these big gatherings of people over at his house, and he would go to town cooking. He was he was great. He was we'd have ribs and all kinds of stuff every time there'd be 20, 30 people. So he would use those opportune times of having that barbecue of getting everybody in the studio at the same time and he'd get these crowds of people into the studio and we'd play a song and we'd all record it live and boom and you get songs like that that came out of it. And uh, on Christmas day is like that as well. Before that we heard uh, David Bowie and Pat Metheny with uh, "This Is Not America." I covered that a few years ago as well. And then we started out with David Bowie's "Changes," uh, which I covered as well. And now we're going to go back into the conversation of uh, where we left off, which was
1: fear. Fear. Yes. Fuck everything and run. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I
0: like to believe the false evidence appearing real. OK, I don't. I mean, we all go into fear from time and again. God knows I've done it numerous times. But we um, just breathe. Right. Mm-hmm. And just kind of refocus. And, you know, later on in this song, I've got uh, I mean, later on in this in this podcast, I've got i um, I'm going to be playing Michael Bernard Beckwith's from his Transcendance, which we we've listened to. Um, that'll be coming up closer to the end of the show, but it's a it's a song called "The Mystic Court of Memory," and it's uh, it's a beautiful piece. But it's it's about breath, and it's about tapping into that inner source and. I think now and we had touched on this at the beginning of COVID that, you know, I know for myself, it was I looked at this as an opportune time to go within and say, "Okay, the earth, whatever you want to believe. I my my uh, choice to believe was that Mother Earth said, "Okay, humans, you're out of control. I'm stopping the game right now. And it's time for a reset. It's time for you to get back to center. A lot of people have done that. We've watched a lot of changes. We've a lot of, I mean, we watched it with your mom, right? We watched your mom. Yeah. Your mom kind of look at ideas that she never, ever would have looked at before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come I, out of, uh, do some very uh, out of her way, out of the way kind of things that I wouldn't have expected. And uh, yeah. it's good to see. Good, good. There is good changes, you know. There is good right. changes, and I am a little more on the. It doesn't matter where the source of this is, right. um, you know. I think it might be a little bit more man made, but the result is the same. It's Correct. it's allowed us to have an opportunity to look at ourselves in our lives, and mm-hmm. and that's where we find ourselves today. Is um, after looking at inside yourself and looking at your life. Right. What do you plan to do? What are you going to do about it?
0: You know, COVID got me to um, test a lot of my theories. You know, a lot of my my practices of how I was living. And, you know, when COVID hit and you and I weren't together, you know, I was living. uh, A friend of mine allowed me to stay at her house. Well, this was all going on. And there couldn't be somebody more polar opposite than myself than this person um, she's a great human being and what we realized which is a great precursor to us in our relationship was that diversity is is good
2: mm-hmm. it's it good is.
0: it's good to have different opinions it's good to have challenging beliefs um, and I think you you said it it's like it's 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 the outcome that is the most important. It's not how you get there.
1: Exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: You know, we all we all traverse different roads, and we're all going to die. So, what path are we taking? You know, are we going to our death deathbeds, going, "Man, I just fucked that life up," or are we going to our deathbeds, saying, "Sliding into home plate, going." Phew.
1: That was awesome. Yeah, exactly. You get to choose. Yeah, how you how you do it.
0: But it's not how you get there. Nope. It's what you do getting there. Um, like yeah, your 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 beliefs are a lot different than mine. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make you wrong. Which has been challenging for me because a lot of my. BS. My belief systems (laughs) are being challenged all the time, you know, Uh, but I get to look at them and I get to go, okay, you know, partially get to do it here on this on this podcast. You know, we get to really feel ourselves out and what's, you know, because I think one thing I've learned as a as a musician and interacting with people around the world is that we're pretty much we pretty much all want the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know, um, and we can always get something from even people that we don't think that we can get it from. You know, it could be somebody walking on the street, walking by you. I mean, there's a there's a, a something that somebody said to me a long time ago. Um, you know, it's a. Look at look at the the different ways that we approach things. Like if you know, somebody on the street walked by you and said fucking weirdo you turn around just kind of look at them and go what a fucking nut job. <laughs> but if a family member does that to us we go what did i what did i do wrong? What's wrong with me? What I, you know? And the key is not to be attached to who's saying whatever to you.
1: True. But I think it's okay to expect that people who live with you, love you, treat you better than they treat the general public. It's about also about expectations. And it's mm. okay to let go of expectations. Yes. It's okay. It's okay, too. There's nothing wrong with it. It's healthy.
0: Yeah. It, it is healthy. It is healthy Um, A psychologist Had said this once to me before um, That When people say I love you It's almost in uh, An expecting way They're expecting The response And when they don't get the response You know They They start to go Why didn't I get the response You know kind of like just put it out there and if you get something back you do if you don't you don't it's uh
1: I'm a less words and more action person so like saying certain things right I'm a show me don't tell me
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes you
2: are
1: (laughs) yeah you know but um but going back to what you were saying, um, I think people right now have had to let go of a lot of things that they have come to know and expect, and um, it's a shedding, and I think it's a good thing, you know, and as, as there's, there's as many experiences right now as there are people, you know, Mm. you know, me, I, I don't live in much fear and I, um, I mean, I am totally jazzed and loving this time, this time from the beginning, you know, it was a little weird, but I, I, the more it went on, the more excited and and more I got out of this, mm-hmm. this time to the point where I am now, where I'm just I'm ecstatic. I think we are headed in a fantastic direction and I think it's going to be painful growth uh-huh. and I think it's going to be exciting. And it's we're not we're not headed for doom and gloom.
0: No, definitely not. I mean, astrologers themselves have, have said that this is going to be quite a magic time.
1: And I feel it like almost all the time. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It's like watching the best movie roll out in front of my face and I'm excited. And I know there's a lot of people that are not there. You know, they're at a different point um, with everything that's gone on. And and um And that's not to say that I haven't had things that have been hard or that I haven't struggled with, um, you know. um, And I think everybody's struggles are a little bit different and individual to them Mm -hmm. during this time. Um, But overall, you know, you get to choose. You can choose how you want to be, react and what you're going to take from this and how you want to live and live now and live going forward. So. I,
0: I know that I'm going to come out for the better of it, for sure. Um, and you know me, I, I, for those of you that don't know me, it takes me usually having bad accidents, broken bones for me to finally wake up and go, OK, I got your message. You know, I, I, I've gotten better with that now. Um, now it just takes a little bit of pain before I go, OK all right, I I understand. I'll, I'll make a change. I'll, I will change t- to be, uh, the best human that I could possibly can be here.
1: That's the best that anybody can, can do for themselves is just live their best life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and enjoy good music.
0: I know we have some great music coming up. Uh, <laughs> One of one of my favorite kind of Zen out bands has always been, um, you know, Massive Attack. Um, Zero Seven is another one, and there's a song called "In the Waiting Line" that I want to play, and uh, we'll play a couple more tunes after that, and then we'll come back, and then we'll start our interview. Oh, does that sound to you?
1: That sounds awesome.
0: Yes, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rock the talk radio you can also find us on tap and you can also find us on the plow zone radio show.com and hopefully many many more stations to come yeah without further ado here is zero seven powerful songs I know Sinead oh. O'Connor with Troy I feel bad for the guy.
1: Nobody likes a liar
0: No, you're absolutely right No, no. Before that we heard um, another one of my favorite female singers Amy Mann with her band Till Tuesday I always tell this story for uh, my, my buddy John Chambers who lived in Cambridge Massachusetts used to live above a record store and he used to go down that record store, and Amy used to work there before the Till Tuesday album, first Till Tuesday album came out. And she asked John to be in the video. So he's uh, for the first Till Tuesday video that they did, it um, was for their big hit. They, you oh,
1: hush, hush. Yes. Keep yeah. it down, down.
0: Voices carry. That's right. Yeah, John is actually in that video, he's in the theater. And he got a cameo in that, and that's his uh, claim to fame. Hopefully many more claims to fame, and hopefully Amy's doing well. But I loved I loved Boston. I mean, Boston was my stomping ground when I was growing up, and bands playing and playing the channel, and you know, Bill's Bar and all those famous clubs back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are gone now. Bun Ratties, Ratskeller, yeah, good old times. That's where I, I uh, so I, I get these emails, right, from my from my cousin Peter, Peter McVeigh. It's it's they're great. I mean you gotta listen to some of these one liners. An arbitrator. What's an arbitrator? A cook that leaves Arby's to work at McDonald's.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I am I love dumb jokes. This is great.
0: Bernadette. The act of torching a mortgage.
1: Oh, man. I love it.
0: <laughs> Burglarize. What a crook sees through. <laughs> Avoidable. What a bullfighter tries to do. <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Eyedropper. I Clumsy ophthalmologist. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Control. A short ugly inmate
1: <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> these are almost up there with dad jokes <laughs> they are well he is a dad okay he's a, he's a grandpa too. oh man these are great <laughs> yeah
0: yeah my cousin peter he lives out in the boston area you know and his uh his son and i were the pretty much the only two to go out west you know We both went to California. He lived up in San Francisco for a while, and I lived down in Los Angeles, and now he's in Boise, Idaho. Shout out to my cousin. Hopefully you're well. He's a mortgage broker out there. So if you're looking for a house in Boise, I got a contact for you. Yeah. So we got an interview coming up here with a young girl. We Mm -hmm. mentioned her earlier and her cause. We'll let her talk about all that. So, um, let's get on with the interview and we'll be back with you. Well, you'll hear us speak, but it's not really us. It's, it's us before.
1: (laughs) They don't know that though.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So we're, here we go. Okay.
1: (laughs) Put her on.
0: So um, welcome to Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk with Dave and Kat. And we have on the horn with us right now, Storm. Now, Storm is a dual nationality singer-songwriter. She was born in South Africa, her other nationality being German, and hopping all around the globe, living in places such as China, Hungary, to name a few. Music's always been her passion. Storm started recording, songwriting, and launching her career once she moved to the U.S. Welcome to the U.S., Storm. How are you? Thank God? you
4: very much. I am doing great. How about you?
0: Uh, we are doing great. Awesome. We're doing, we've got the dogs here. we got um, got <laughs> Pippin the cat. We're, we're good.
4: Ha, I got Salem the cat with me.
0: Oh, Salem, <laughs> huh?
4: Yep. She's a black, fluffy baby. And... I am completely and utterly obsessed with her.
0: <laughs> now, where did you get the name Salem?
4: Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I love it. <laughs> uh, the, but specifically, the Melissa Joan Hart one. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. I uh, love that TV show.
0: That is fantastic. So you were born in South Africa?
4: Yes, I was born there. My mom is South African. Okay. And my dad is German.
0: Nice. Um, do you? Uh, how has uh, I've got? I'm uh, I'm 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 asking this question because I have several friends from South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. I used to live in South Florida, so it seems like a lot of the um, the sailors and whatnot go to Florida, um, where I met a singer songwriter who was very inspirational for me because she actually got me off my butt to go and audition for Rockstar Supernova uh, a million years ago now. But her name is Karma. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her. Her name is Karma Ann Swainpool. And she was, um, she had a band, oh geez, probably in the the 80s, that was a big pop band in South Africa. So the, the South African music um how do you think that that's influenced because we've listened to some of your music and we really like it
2: yes
4: thank you
0: how do you think that's influenced you as an artist
4: um well I think it I think it plays more of a role in my lyrics and what I write because obviously I write from experience Mm -hmm. um but it like if you've listened to a bunch of my music, I don't have one specific set genre. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm mainly rock and I'd like to, you know, be a rock musician, but I like to kind of call myself genre fluid, you know? I don't mm-hmm. like to stick in one, uh, stick to one genre. And so I think um, not even just South Africa, but all the places that I've lived, I've taken little bits of everything from all their music culture and, you know, the stories that... I have and put them into my music and just write whatever I feel like, you know.
5: Hmm. I,
0: I like that you uh, you you talked about uh, your mom introducing you to Phantom of the Opera, which is probably one of my all time favorite uh, Broadway shows.
4: Oh, it's so great! I love I love Phantom of the Opera so much. Um, yeah, she introduced me to the movie, the you know the two thousand four movie. Uh huh. I was like four years old and I was absolutely in love with it. Um, I still love that musical to this day.
0: Now, you said that you're an actress as well.
4: Yes, I, um, I've i done some film work. Uh, I've done quite a bit of theater work and I'm actually currently um, majoring in musical theater.
0: Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. That, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've, I love theater. Actually, we were, we were um, doing an interview with my dad last
1: night, who's... He is musical theater. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> cool.
0: he's he's been in theater for I don't know, God he's eighty one. So and,
1: and he's a, and he was a professional musician. So yeah. those two <laughs> met in the middle somewhere, and he is musical theater. It's yeah, like, so good. I for love you. It. Nice.
0: So good for you for uh, uh, you know being uh, being an artist, um, especially going out on stage. The theater definitely adds flavor to it Mm-hmm. Because you are kind of pretending, right? When you when you Oh yeah, there.
4: my whole job is to pretend, essentially.
0: <laughs> but uh, yes.
4: then, then like writing your own music, there's an element of truth to it.
0: Yes. Um, so, how long have you been writing your own music?
4: Um, I really only started really getting into songwriting when i was about 16 i wrote a little tune called rock the night away Um, (laughs) uh, and i recorded it on my little like focus right in garage band Uh um yeah it's 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 very much like a cheesy sort of blink 182 song um and that's what really sort of kickstarted me and then um i met my music consultant uh, consultant that I have now in Nashville and, you know, really started connecting with writers there and, uh, studios and producers and, you know, wrote songs with a little more substance to them.
0: Right. Right. Well, I mean, we all start off somewhere.
4: Well, yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with like a song that's just like a lighthearted, uh, you know, lucky go happy sort of song, but you know, I was, I was 16.
0: (laughs) Right. So as a writer, what um, what inspire? You said that you 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 basically you, you write songs of, of experiential kind of things. Um, yeah,
4: um, I feel like a lot of writers do that because it's it's both the easiest and the most difficult thing I would say to write because mm-hmm. you know opening up about certain things is not the easiest for people, but also I know myself better than anybody else, and I know what I've experienced. Right. Um. So, yeah, I've, uh, like, Centerville is about uh, self-harm or addiction, but specifically self-harm. And mm. then, like, my song Gypsy as, is about traveling. And obviously, I've, you know, traveled all around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of write what I feel.
0: Well, that, you know, you t- you touch on the addiction part. And mm-hmm. I, on your website, you've got um, actually an area there about the, for suicide for, prevention yes I do tell me a little bit about that
4: um well you know I have struggled with um self-harm mm, and okay. you know I, I still struggle a bit with the depression but I have an amazing family and amazing group of friends that have helped me and you know continue to help me and encourage me and support me in everything mm-hmm. that I do And so I went to pass that forward to anybody else who is struggling with it, because I know I've been there, you know, it's not an easy place to be, but it does get better. And I know that may sound like a a cliche, but it really, truly does get better if, you know, you just need to reach out. And there are plenty of places you can do that. If you feel like you don't have the support within your own family or your friend group to get it, there are places you know where you can just call and mm-hmm. talk to people
0: are there a, a lot of artists are that way uh, because yeah. uh, most of us artists are we're feeling creatures and and sometimes it it's yeah it's tough to to actually look in the mirror and understand where our you know, where our fears come from or whatnot. And they can, right. they can be very debilitating. So, you know, good for you for putting that out there to the world that I'm sure that's going to inspire a lot of people in itself. Um, another thing that you're, you're very interested in and I'm very interested in because I also am an animal lover. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me why I, and, and I I've got a good idea of this and, especially since you're from South Africa why the rhino
4: well I mean I'm pretty sure uh, you've heard of if you look at the continent Africa um, more up like Ethiopia way we call it the horn of Africa but also the actual shape of um, South Africa it kind of looks like a rhino head Mm. so you know we just have rhino connotations everywhere but it is one of the big five, you know, our, it is our heritage. It is the face of Africa. I mean, most of our animals are, but the rhino is so iconic mm-hmm. and it is also so endangered mm-hmm. and they need help. You know, they, they need help.
0: I've seen horrible pictures of them poachers cutting off the horns and I, I know that there's a big problem in, in Africa with that because it's supply and demand right I mean the people that, um, that live there are putting on these safaris because people foreigners like myself or, or whatever are, are going there and, and uh, they're paying the big money to do it and uh, you know what's the incentive of them being farmers or anything like that when they can make a ton of money going out on these safaris so i i right. completely understand it and changing that paradigm is is a is is huge it's
4: yeah.
0: you know I'm how do you and, no, no no no
4: in the background
0: no no that's fine I, i'm zeus will probably bark here in a, in a moment he's he's chowing out a bone at the moment so don't yeah. <laughs> don't. don't touch him, Don't look
1: at him. Yeah, don't look at
4: him. Do
0: whatever you do. Don't even say his name. <laughs> All
4: right. <laughs> Anyways, back to rhinos.
0: Yeah, rooting for rhino. That's uh, that I love that. I love <laughs> that. It's a it's a catchy name and it's it's pretty easy. So you've got the rhino storm thing.
4: Yeah, so it's Project Rhino Storm and mm-hmm. um, Rooting for Rhino is um helping us uh, facilitate it uh, or facilitate this whole process and project for the Chip and Bearer Rhino Foundation um so we have my song obviously which is you know gonna be sort of like the theme song mm-hmm. for for the whole project and then I have an interview with a wildlife veterinarian and um, conservationist, Dr. William Folds, coming up within the next week. And we will be talking, you know, about some rhino statistics and how people can get involved to help. And um, then we have this amazing uh, street artist called Nathan Sanon, who Mm -hmm. has um, painted a stunning canvas, which is my cover art. But we will also be... um, Auctioning it off, and then all those proceeds will be going to the Chip and Rhino Foundation.
0: Wow, that's beautiful! Nice, yep, that's that's a that's a for someone so young, you're, you <laughs> seem to have a lot of uh worldly experience, and that's pretty cool.
4: Thank you.
1: So, so how long ago was it that you decided to make the jump and go over to Nashville?
4: Oof, well, I mean. The main reason we generally make the jump from country to country is um, my dad, because he you know, he works and he gets transferred to all these wonderful different countries. Obviously, we consult each other as a family. Nobody, you know, we don't move unless everybody is perfectly happy or comfortable with it. Um, and I think, what, what, eight years ago, we moved here um, from Hungary. Oh wow! Yep,
0: that just made me hungry.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, no. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry.
1: How was the How was the adjustment?
4: The adjustment it it wasn't too bad. I mean, I was I moved here during my middle school years. You know, and middle school is notoriously rough. Um, but it, it wasn't too rough. I've had a lot of American friends. Um, I mean, the neighborhood we lived in. In China was you know full of um, expats and foreigners and plenty of American children. So, you know, I was kind of Westernized or Americanized pretty early on.
2: Hmm.
0: Ch- China is a is a quite a topic here in this country right now.
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it- uh,
0: give us some insight on on the Chinese. That uh, a lot of the a lot of the people that. Um, I wouldn't say a lot of the people that listen to the show, but I would say that some people have never, ever left the United States. Um, and there's, uh, there's an idea that the Chinese are bad and, you know, you and I haven't traveled a lot. We know that that's not necessarily true. True. And you having actually lived over there. You've probably got a much deeper insight than I would.
4: Oh yeah. No, the, um, Like the local Chinese people, they are great, they're wonderful. I mean, I so kind to me, and I was a young blonde child, and they really like blonde blonde hair in China. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was almost treated like a celebrity there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I absolutely love China. I love the food. I uh, love the cultural heritage that they had. Right. Um, and the people were just great. Now, you know, there's, there's bad aspe- aspects of every country. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the, the connotation that like all Chinese are bad or whatever, you know, whatever preconceived notions that people have of China, they yeah. are definitely not all true.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I was, I was, when I was in the Marines a million years ago, I was stationed in Okinawa and I remember, um, the Okinawans, the Japanese people, were very. They were very kind. Yeah, um, they were very courteous. They're,
4: They're very inviting too.
0: Yes, yes. Um, there's a deep respect that they have for all people, mm-hmm. and um, I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm a big. It, it's it's a. It's a thorn in my side. Uh, the way that our country has gone. I don't want to get really too political, yeah. but but as an artist. Myself, um, right. I, get, I get fired up. Oh, topics. we all do. And it's uh, you know the p- political climate right now is you know is is very 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 hostile. And, oh, I, yeah. kn- and I know China is is on the radar. It, for yeah,
4: a it's, lot a, of it's people. a big topic right now.
0: Yeah. So no,
4: like I I, I mean. I understand trying to like get rid of the dependence sort of on Chinese consumer goods, mm-hmm. you know, and making and shopping local, which I, I think is great, you know. But it and obviously, I don't think you should blame people or Chinese people for being bad or for the coronavirus or anything like that. That's just that's a load of horseshit. Sorry for my French.
0: That's okay. We we speak <laughs> French on the show.
4: Okay. Cool. <laughs>
0: that's- that's one of our biggest languages, actually.
2: Awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, that's good. That's that's good. I want to know what inspires you.
4: That's a big question.
0: <laughs> it is a very big question.
4: That is, um, that's a loaded question. Uh, well, I just really, really love music. Ever since... I was a little kid, there was just something about music that has always just felt right and been there. I mean, I used to have um, a social anxiety sort of condition, if you want to call it, called uh, social, I mean, selective mutism, where I would not speak really to anybody um, except for really close family members. Um, You know, it was just like a severe social anxiety. And, you know, the first time I really spoke in front of a crowd, I was performing, um, it was the night before Christmas for like a little Christmas show that my class was doing. And I remember I threw up before the show, I was so nervous, but I still got up on stage in my little reindeer costume and said my line. Um, And from there, you know, my love of performing really just took off. I started, you know, opening up and really trying to talk to people Um, singing was definitely more confident. So, yeah, I mean, just the fine arts is just such a great form of expression and medium for so many different issues that a person can go through. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's, I think that's just the driving force. (laughs) You know, there's almost no explaining it. It's just, it's there. (laughs)
0: So you've come quite a long way because we're not family and you're talking to us. So congratulations. <laughs> you.
4: Yeah. Thank you. So
1: when do you graduate?
4: Um, I am a sophomore right now. So uh, and a transfer, a transfer sophomore. So hopefully another two, two and a half years, just depending um, on how fast I can get my credits done, I guess.
0: How, how is how is it being a student during COVID right now?
4: It is interesting, especially being a musical theater major. I mean, um, my acting classes—like we're all wearing masks, um, <laughs> so it's, you know. So is, is there, and it's like performing scenes at like a, a six-foot distance. Uh, so it's really interesting. But I, I honestly think it's helping people become better actors because yeah. you can't rely on a person's uh, mouth or facial expressions now. You have to you're forced to engage with your partner by looking them in the eyes and reading their body language. So I, you know, I think it's helping us take in the person or actors taking the person as a whole, instead of just focusing on the face area.
0: That is very, very interesting.
4: Yeah. It's, it's challenging. It's definitely not easy, especially, you know, if you're in um, in a scene with a partner where you guys are supposed to sort of be in love or really close friends, but you know, you can't <laughs> break that six foot distance.
0: Huh? That is so yeah. I can see how that would make you a better actor because you, you would have to get over the obstacle of to
4: mm-hmm. get creative.
1: Yep.
0: That is pretty freaking cool. I like that.
4: Yeah. I like so that. It's pretty fun. I'm learning a lot. Um, it's certainly very interesting in how we have to do things, but you know, safety first.
0: That's what they say. <laughs>
4: <Yep>. <laughs> safety first.
0: That's it. So um, your other, uh, so you were actually getting together with, with people. That's, that's kind of cool because I hear of, of, of a lot of students that are, they're taking virtual classes. They don't, you know, they don't ever leave their, their dorms, if they are going to a university, or, right? You know, most a lot of a lot of people are stuck at home,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, doing the thing. So that's that's kind of cool that at least with your acting class, you're not doing it FaceTiming.
4: Oh yeah, no, um, I, I'm I'm I am taking some virtual classes, like my Gen Eds, obviously, you right. know, trying to avoid as much contact or big groups as possible. But for anything that involves my major, because it it is act, you know, it's acting or musical theater. You kind of have to do it in person. Right. Um, we do have a few online courses scheduled after Thanksgiving break, but that will mainly be like sort of monologue work, hmm. you know, cause that's easier to do by, you know, via zoom.
0: Are you able to, with your, with your uh, fellow students, are, are you at least being able to perform for them?
4: Yeah, we actually have a couple of shows going on. They're all done virtually, so mm-hmm. no live audiences. Right. But, you know, the cast is at least together. And, you know, during rehearsals and whatnot, they are taking precautions as best they can. Right. And obviously, if somebody's sick, you know, well, then <laughs> that, that comes first, you know. But... There, there are a few shows going on that are being done virtually. So we are, we are experimenting with a new form of theater that has never really been thought of before, but is very interesting. And I'm excited to see where it leads us.
1: Have you had a chance to play uh, out any of your own music?
4: Uh, gigs right now have been really tough with COVID. And especially since I'm really just starting to launch my music career um, mm-hmm. and really get that out there during this pandemic i am doing most everything i can via you know social media trying to get my stuff out there because gigs are very few and far between right now
0: oh tell me about it
4: yeah (laughs) but you know hopefully once things sort of calm down I'll be able to get out there more because that was originally the plan. I was going to try to get out there, play my music, let let people hear me and know me by that way Mm -hmm. and then direct them to my social media. But, you know.
0: Well, what I found. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, what I found during this whole time is that you as an artist, you get to reel yourself in because we're not able to perform and you get to sit down and you get to go through your music. You get to write new music and you get to hone your craft for when it does when you are allowed to go out you mm-hmm. can actually you know one one of cat's friends is uh he's a performer in germany and okay he's actually he's up until i think they just had a lockdown recently yeah. but he's been playing out
1: yeah tim brown yeah, yeah.
0: quite a bit um awesome. So there, there, there is hope and, Mm -hmm. and so it's good that you're getting all your ducks in a row so that you can finally just, people will almost, for the most part, know your name before you're, you even get to get out there, which is great. This is a great way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. You're doing a good job, you know, um, (laughs) you know, keep, keep plugging away at what you're doing, you know. Um, thank you for reaching out to us. We appreciate it. Yes.
4: No problem. Thank you for getting back to me.
0: Yes. So as far as the, your tunes, what would you like the people to hear?
4: All of them. <laughs> um, specifically now, um, my latest single is uh, Gypsy, mm-hmm. but... I mean, Centerville is also a great track if you want a heavier rock sound.
0: Okay. Yeah, we listen to G- Gypsy's kind of a country.
4: Yeah, Gypsy's got that sort of country bluesy rock type vibe to it.
0: I, you know what? I like the story around Centerville. Me too. And I, I like what you're doing, and I like that you have actually um, taking. St- something that you've experienced yourself and you're throwing it out there to the world which is very hard to do because a lot of people do not mm-hmm. and you know and keeping it inside and, and I like that you're you have hope for other people and I love the fact that you're doing what you're doing for rooting for Rhino that's that's uh again for such a young human it's very we need more Young humans like you
4: <laughs> thank you I appreciate that
1: <laughs> I don't know if this will make it into the interview, but i uh i I have a daughter that uh she would cut and and i just I think it takes so much courage to get better from these things that we do when we're we don't ha- know how to handle our emotions and and we're trying to figure things out and get healthy in our own heads.
4: So yeah.
1: I just applaud that courage. Thank you.
4: Well, I mean, it's my family was a great help. They, you know, my parents truly helped me through. And, and my friends, obviously. I mean, you know, when, when my parents found out, I, you know, my attitude wasn't the best during that time either. I, you know, it's not a fun time. Everything sort of just goes downhill. Um, mm-hmm. Your relationships, but I was... You know i was lucky enough to have a very strong support group with me that helped me you know get the therapy and the medications and whatever else i needed you know to help me through this
1: yeah that's what family does Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah well welcome to our family and i appreciate (laughs) i appreciate you talking to us and i i I look forward to seeing more of you out there.
4: Thank you. I look forward to hopefully getting out, you know, sometime soon. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you will. You will. This will pass eventually. Yeah, I have. I have faith that it will. So I want to thank you. Um, On a very last note, I always I, I, I do this in interviews. I want you to give an inspiring message to people out there
4: always follow your heart and your dreams and you will be successful in whatever endeavor you decide to pursue in life and always be kind.
0: Words of wisdom. Nice. Thank (laughs) thank you, Storm.
1: Thank you.
4: Thank you.
0: And have a great, great, great life evening we'll talk to you soon
4: yeah thank you guys (laughs) thanks (laughs)
0: ciao adios burn out like
4: a cigarette on the
2: footsteps
4: the best
6: One man submarine, I only want the truth, so tonight we drink to youth, I'll never lose what I had as a boy, sometimes when I'm alone I wonder, is there a spell that I am under keeping me from seeing the real thing? i uh-huh.
7: journey more consciously this is the journey in which you're going to lengthen the cord of memory choices that you have made to be here at this time in your own unfolding history, which is the mystery of life and the unfolding that lasts forever. As you begin to be conscious now that, that your body is breathing and that it needs no help from you at this moment. As you now begin to be conscious that your heart is beating and that you're lengthening the cord of memory and becoming more aware that it needs no help from you, that there is something about you that is of life and of beauty and of eternity. On a journey that never ends and is always beginning. A journey of discovery. A journey of realization. A journey of uncovering more that is within you and then setting it free. Yes, I I invite you to relax and remember this. And in so doing, we allow the dust and grid of the journey of forgetting to be wiped away. That we can remember once again that there's nothing wrong with us. That there's nothing missing in us. That everything is for us and that there is nothing against us. Let us remember this together. So that the angst and the dread and the burden and the worry can be wiped clean in this moment, and that we can awaken moment by moment with such enthusiasm for life, such enthusiasm for this grand unfolding discovery of good, relax into the awareness that everything we could want, hope for, and desire already been given, and we get to explore it, and we get to discover it. of permission to be free myself permission to allow these bodies to reflect and to reveal the order of the cosmos. Say to yourself right now, I give myself permission to let all of these bodies reflect and reveal the fundamental order of the universe. I don't have to make it happen. I let it happen. Say to yourself, it's happening right now. can let go I can relax into it I can let it be as I flow in this endless journey whose destination is more light and more love and more beauty and more joy and more abundance and more creativity expressing through and as me I say to myself I let The healing happen. Say it to yourself. I let the wholeness emerge. I let the creativity flourish. I let the abundance reveal itself in my life. I let the plenitude express itself in my life. I let the order of the cosmos order my steps now say to yourself i am guided i am guarded and i am directed by a living intelligence in which i am living moving and having my being even now Let yourself lengthen the mystic cord of memory. Let yourself remember again that life is for you and not against you. Let yourself remember once again that you're on a sweet and wonderful journey. This journey in which you are now yourself remembering you're coming back to yourself remember come back to yourself your real self your essential self your authentic self original self remember Wonderful journey beckons you. It is a mandate from life itself. Yield to this. Relax into this. Say yes to this. Feel your whole being say.
0: So it is
1: Yes indeed
0: Michael Bernard Beckwith from The album Transcendance Michael was my Mentor My pastor When I lived in LA And I went to Agape I was part of the Agape choir I learned a lot from that man I learned a lot from the Teachers that were there Deep deep stuff Deep, great man. He actually did a lot of work, as we know, from that book, which you must get if you don't have it yet. You can buy it on Amazon. And it's a short book. It's a little book. And the book is called Shit the Moon Says. And it's about the life of Jerry Powell, who yeah. runs Rhythmia town in Costa Rica. Michael Bernard Beckwith is one of the main people that came to, you know, came to Jerry when Jerry was coked up and out of his mind and destroying his life and ready to put a gun to his head. And his life is completely different now. Before that, we heard Love Hurts, the acoustic version from Incubus. And Kat was sitting here singing the whole song. It was cute.
1: Oh yeah, Brandon Boyd is fantastic.
0: <laughs> and we started it off with Storm's song, with a song called Centerville, which is great. I like how she um, talked about her addictions and and got them out there, and it's good. You know, it's good. It's good to um, to look at those things in your life and. Think of the positive tools that you can use from them.
1: Yeah, and the beautiful thing about um, Storm is that she, um, you know, she's taken the experiences that she's had, even at a young age, and and found a way to reach out and and be concerned about other people going through that, and and providing a you know a hotline number, anything she can to help other people that are going through hard times. Yeah, with themselves, hurting themselves in any number of ways
0: you know we we find out as we go through this life that um, that the more you give the more you really receive
1: yeah it seems counterintuitive but it's the truth yeah
0: I you know, just you know as Anthony says
1: give it away give it away <laughs> give it away <laughs> y'all <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> true
0: we uh, the quote we were laughing about again my cousin Peter still sending stuff. And <laughs> and we saw this one, which kind of really ties into a lot of what Kat wants to say. I'm assuming. I don't know what she wants to say. She's... she's Go ahead. <laughs> Throw me under the bus. No. No, no. <laughs> um, the word is Sudafed. Do you want to give the definition for Sudafed?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's something like bringing litigation against a government official <laughs> which I thought was very funny under the current circumstances where we find you know um, that we find we're trying to you know go through litigation avenues to remedy a problem in the in the country right now
0: well, so what do you think
1: oh I think there's a lot going on I don't think it's all being Covered By our old standard Media sources and Mm -hmm. I think that Everybody should go out there And Think about things Connect some dots We are all not idiots And don't stay Don't stay asleep Get yourself out there and find out what's going on and connect the dots it's it's
0: work but it's it's imperative that we do the work not just on that level we were just talking yesterday about doing the work
2: yeah
0: and you know the the kind of work i'm talking about is not yes we're doing inner work but also go it 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 takes work i know it it seems like it's pain in the ass to any you know and i i do it Sometimes I just don't want to. I'm just like, Ugh. anytime anybody sends me something, I have to do research behind it. And we're inundated with so much information. It's like you can't spend your whole day just looking for information. I mean, I'm fortunate. I, I, I work on bicycles all day long. So I don on my headphones and I listen to different podcasts. I listen to right-wing media. Uh, podcasts. I listen to left-wing media podcasts. I listen to libertarians. I listen to centrists. I listen to all different kinds of people. And then I take that information. I formulate my own opinion. And we kind of have to now because it seems the running narrative is that I'm going to just yell my point the loudest that I can. And stick by my guns of what I want instead of the old Walter Cronkite days of you know just telling the facts and this is the way it is folks and it was very news when we were kids was very boring There's not one kid that ever wanted to sit and watch the news you
1: know? No, and I, but I think there's so much contradictory information out there that you can research till you're purple, and you will find what you expect to find. Um, but I think when you also take information in and connect the dots with your inner guidance,
0: mm, that's important.
1: You will come to a place where you're like, yes. That rings a gigantic bell mm-hmm. in yourself, and and whatever that is, um, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, um, but but search search yourself. We all know, you know, right from wrong, good from bad, um, what feels right, what feels wrong. You know, let let all of your senses be part of what you're discerning and learning.
0: I mean, that's what and you do it really well um, meditation you go into the Reiki room there that we have in the house and you shut the door you light some incense and you lay on the Reiki table and you go within yourself it's 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 imperative it's like a I described it to a friend that was over the other night about that it's like you can't You can't ever receive any information from outside of yourself, meaning from God, from source, from the collective conscious, whatever you want to call it, if your head is so filled with with noise. Yeah. You have to cancel out the noise. You have to, you know, and once once you do that, once you cancel out the noise, once you cancel out... All those voices in your head, you allow that new information to come into. I I believe firmly, you know, uh, as a songwriter, that I don't necessarily write songs. I channel lyrics because I know that I do, because there are many times I will go back and listen to something that I wrote after a couple of years and go, wow, I need to follow my own advice. You know, because that was very intuitive, and and it might be a cop out saying that I didn't write them, you know, that I don't follow my own advice, but I believe it to be true. We, we, you know, when we when we are open and clear, and we do meditate instead of medicate, we um, allow that information to come in that guides us. So I mean, we're all channels, I believe. I think.
1: Well, I mean, what are we? We have a, we have a subconscious. We have a conscious. You know, our mm-hmm. conscious mind knows a fraction of what our subconscious mind. And when you, when you tap into your own knowing, mm-hmm. and tap into that uh, subconscious mind, you 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 get the information that actually resonates with you.
0: It's. Um, I don't want to go too far into conspiracy theory stuff, but. You know, the whole advent of, of 5G happening, we get, we've, we're bombarded with many frequencies. And it's. Uh, I know that Robert Kennedy Jr., um, ha, he has a whole room that is completely isolated from any kind of frequencies. So, you know, he sleeps better. He gets, he, he's, he's not allowing these microwaves or whatever to get into him. So, I know it's probably much more difficult to meditate nowadays than it probably was in the 1700s or 1800s, you know, when you could really sit in silence. You know, there's always these things going on around us.
1: But I would say the need is probably critical now, whereas it was maybe a novelty <laughs> right. compared to, you know, uh, everything going on. I think it's it's really important for people to shut down and mm-hmm. just shut out the noise for a little bit.
0: Yeah, you have to. You really have to. And like you said, it's imperative now. It's, it's a must. You know, it's not a novelty. It's a necessity. It's mm-hmm it's um i think if more of us did that gut check um a lot more of us would be going huh you know we get rather whether you want to call it a conspiracy or however you want to again getting to the end result is the most important thing but we have noticed that where I couldn't imagine being a kid right now because they're bombarded with so many things. You know, I mean, it's it's unnatural for a kid to have their phone in their hands twenty four seven, to go to <laughs> sleep with their phone, to constantly be looking at their phone. Where you and I, I mean, we didn't grow up with that, so that didn't come until later in life. So we're we're we are we were not born with it in our hands. So we're not constantly having that thumb. Yeah, In our mouth. You know, and
1: if it weren't for the current events and things going on, just watching this fantastic movie play out before my eyes, I, I always leave my phone someplace. I don't, I don't care about it that much.
0: Well, yeah, and and I know this. I don't get offended when I send her a text saying, "Do you, you need anything at the store on my way home?" And I never hear from her. I, I just know that she's her phone somewhere else. It's it's. Two phones. That's right. You have two phones. <laughs> yeah, we just switched over to Mint Mobile recently and she's paid in full and she can't okay. seem to get them to switch over her phone. So she's got two phones now. So I have to constantly remind myself that, oh, yeah, I probably need to text her on the other line if I'm going to do that or call her here, but I
1: it. do try to make you a priority and answer your oh, thank you. messages. Thank
0: you. It's 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 uh a normal thing in this household though for her daughter to show up who doesn't live here, but for her daughter to show up going, Mom, I tried <laughs> texting you. Where I, and and I know that when she texts me it's because she can't get in touch with her mom. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, so yeah, but You know what? I think that's a good thing. I don't think we should be so connected.
1: Yeah. Disconnect. Yeah. Disconnecting is, that's what meditation is. It's disconnecting from outside and connecting on the inside.
0: There are little tools that you can use. Um, I don't have Facebook on my phone. I do that as my own kind of... uh, stopping myself from checking messages or whatever all the time. Um, I've put a browser on my phone called Brave, which doesn't allow any advertising or anything like that. It really doesn't even save your history. So, however those browsers work, that they can read your history and they go, oh yeah, Dave watches a ton of YouTube videos and on guitar playing. I'm going to throw him an advertisement about how to play guitar or whatever. Um, So I'm not bombarded with those. And I I know that I talk to a lot of people that are on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, all those are constantly hit with ads. I mean, I don't get them. I don't get them because I, I highly recommend anybody... To go out and get the Brave browser, B R A V You can go down and get it. I believe that they have a free VPN built into it. Um, the downside of it, um, to me, it's not much of a downside. Um, Facebook kind of locks up every once in a while because, you know, Facebook's just trying to go, hey, wait, you know, I, I, I'm trying to infiltrate all your material and I can't. You know, so basically whatever I put out there on Facebook is that's it. I'm not receiving, you know, like you should like this video because according to everything that you like, you, you know, I don't get bombarded with that. So that that's kind of nice. So it actually, it kind of makes Facebook a bit boring. You know, I kind of get on Facebook, answer my messages, do the stuff for the show and hop off, you know, and when music finally comes back around, I'll start doing all the music stuff there and then get off you know it's 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 pretty straightforward for me now and i think it would be imperative for people out there to make it a priority to make platforms like that what do we have we've had facebook for what 10 years something like that a while we've had facebook around for a while so people have pretty much grown up on it they've become very dependent on it we know for a fact that political opinions and whatnot have been swayed because of these platforms, and they're just—they're just a platform. That's all they are. They're not our government, but they've almost become our government in a way. And for you know, for the people that haven't seen it, you know, Tristan Harris has a has a movie out, uh, you know, called "The Social Dilemma." Highly advised watching it. Absorb it, share it with your friends Have have a party over at your house And have a whole, whole bunch of people watch it And Which I would love to do um, Have people sit down And have a watch party And then talk about it afterwards You know, um, I know there were Points in that movie that Made me go, huh You know Imperative stuff Especially you folks out there with kids You know
1: Well, before we before we end, I did. My daughter showed me a quote, and I want to read it because it's really, really good. Okay. Um, and it's kind of just just kind of following up what we're talking about. Um, it's sometimes we are given the opportunity to make a brave choice, a choice to surrender the things that have been great in exchange for greater. It's here, a soulful, lively, boom, boom, heart in your chest, tears on your cheek, I'm alive kind of passion. That's where it lives. And uh, I guess, um, and that's by um, Tess Gurnery. And and I just want to just tell people, you know, whatever happens here, the next three days, three weeks, three months, just be brave and, and, uh, look at things and just know that everything is going to be okay you know our country is resilient and and that when we unite under any cause we do more than we do by ourselves
0: yeah yeah we do we do Um I'll let you ponder that for a little bit we're gonna play some more music and we'll come back and Say our goodbyes or or our um, adios for the week (laughs) to see you next week. Um, Anyway, Rock the Talk, Rock the Talk Radio on Facebook. You can also find us on the Plow Zone Radio Show as well as Tap Detroit. We will see you shortly. was a band called Weedpecker. They are from Poland, and the song was called Embrace. Before that, we heard the Smiths with Asleep. I absolutely love that song. Sing me to sleep. I love that. And then we started off with another one of my favorite songs from the album Billy Breathes. It's Fish with the song Waste. I mean, what a great line, huh? Come waste your time with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's nice. And thank you for wasting your time with us. Yes, it's been it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, you know, uh, whatever. Like Cat said, whatever happens in this world in the next week or two, uh, just know that you have support out there. You have uh, friends and family, and we make it sound like it's the end of the world. It's really. It is. But be good in, to
1: yourself and be good to other people. Yeah, that's if you remember that you're all, you're all good.
0: I think it's a different kind of end of the world, though. Like um, in astrology, um, we saw that you know um, Monday, the fourteenth, is you know um, a pretty big day in astrology. It's kind of like the precursor what's, to what's going to happen on December twenty first.
1: Correct. Yeah, when would we have a full, um, full solar a, eclipse? Yeah, yeah, and on Monday.
0: On Monday. On Monday. And the so, following
1: Monday. Is it the following Monday?
0: So the twenty first. Whatever the twenty first is. Uh, the twenty first is somewhere next week. Yeah. I. It doesn't matter. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Nobody knows. Everyone's home for the most part. Well, maybe they're not working. But this is my take on it, my belief. I believe that there's a gestation period and um, that the Mayan calendar actually ended in a week, you know? I think it might have been about eight years off from, from what we thought. Because I, and I'm reiterating because I believe I mentioned something like this in the last show, that um, 2012 didn't feel like this. Not at all. 2020, regardless of what happens, it's, they might as well call 2020 the year of change. And just think of it 2020, if you got 2020 vision, you can see clearly. If anything, if you took advantage of 2020, you could really see clearly. For those of us that did take advantage of it, I'm going to include myself in that. Might be a little pompous, but there are a lot of changes for me. A ton of changes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of what we would say in Summit Education, a lot of stretches. Mm -hmm. I had to stretch my beliefs, stretch my opinions stretch my faith stretch the things that I thought were and the things that I thought weren't and really look at those and say you know maybe maybe, just maybe I wasn't right. And I say the word right because I expressly don't believe in wrong or right. I believe in what works and what doesn't work. So my stating that I was not right, I had to look at where I thought I was right. If that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. I yeah. Had,
0: I had to really go, oh, my ego said that this was right when it all comes down to it it's kind of like religion right we don't you've got people in the religious sects that really they push their beliefs on people mm-hmm. they say you know this is right this is what God wants and that's their ego because when it comes down to it we don't know No, we just have faith. We just have our own belief system. BS. Right.
1: Yeah. We have and we have polarity. You know, we're talking to my daughter just about this earlier. Just we have dark and we have light and -hmm. you don't know. You don't know what the light looks like until you've seen the dark. And I -hmm. think that this period that we have been in, this 60,000-year period, is a period of darkness where we got to see what dark looks like. And I think that going forward, we're going to get to see what light looks like. And you can't appreciate light until you've been in the dark. True
0: true we're also passing into the sacred feminine with uh, the age of Aquarius upon us we're no longer in the age of Pisces Pisces the fish Jesus old paradigm not for those people that believe in Jesus Um, I would venture to say that Jesus was a great man and was a great leader and a great ideology but as all ideologies when they're not your own they have a tendency to stray and the powerful usually take ownership of those ideologies and turn them into a manipulation tool
1: yeah and i think that we've all had a little bit of tunnel vision you know in this area and i just think that i think that things are going to open up that don't fit neatly inside of you know the religious strict religious where it's you know Jesus only, and it's not to it's not to water down Jesus, it's actually that there's more, and that's exciting, right. it's not a bad thing
0: yeah, I think i'm a I'm a big believer in um you know the you know the church definitely suppressed information, yeah because if they allowed everyone to see what they knew. They wouldn't have any control, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what this is all about is control right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can we control the masses? How can we control people? It's always about control. I think when you get when you're so deeply invested in your ego that, you know, control is a huge thing, because if you're out of control, what does that mean? That means that you you might not have a grasp on what you truly believe you know I've, I've noticed that about religion so much I keep on going back to that and nothing against uh, my buddy Michael Blanton you know who's, who's deep Christian and he, firm in his beliefs and that's that's fantastic but I've noticed with, with people that aren't real that don't really have or have unstable faith um they're always trying to collect more people onto their side because it makes their their opinion more valuable, makes it more valid. We do that with with uh, elections. We do that with you know teams.
1: Yeah, just own your own beliefs. Right. It's okay.
5: Yeah,
1: you don't have to gather. You have to gather people to your beliefs. It's okay to have your own beliefs.
0: Mm. What was it that Michael said uh, last time we talked to him? Is he says he's made it a point in his life to have people in his tribe that he doesn't agree with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, look at um, you've got me. <laughs> I got
1: you, babe. <laughs> That's I'm true. Doing my best share over here.
0: <laughs> you got the face if you can see her face. See. She's a she's the awesome, she's a great mimic. She can she can mimic anybody. It's it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's always have somebody again, Facebook. I my my disagreements with Facebook is you have a bunch of people that just agree with you. You know. All my friends agree with me on that. No, no. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the opposing force. I want to hear what they have to say. I think
1: it has to do with respect too. Like when it's done in a respectful way instead of an attack. Yeah. It's different. I mean, and it's it's welcomed when it's done in a respectful way. I think it's the I think it's just the scrolling around looking for someone to attack because they're different than you. It's like that's different. It's like it's not it's not a debate then. It's like Right. Nah. Indeed. That's where it gets weird don't be weird don't be weird (laughs) don't be weird but be weird no I it's hard (laughs) I don't know
0: rock the talk find us on Facebook rock the talk radio you can find us on tapdetroit.com, and you can find us on the plow zone radio show now Um, we're going to end this with the beating of your heart like I try to do every week and we will see you next time
1: okay see ya